I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. This episode is the first of a three-part series called Go Get It. I'm going to be talking about how to make 2022 your best year so far spiritually. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I hope you're having a great start to 2022. I am seeing some very encouraging signs in my personal life and in my ministry that are pointing to a great year. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you're a grower. You're a go-getter. You're hungry to make this life count and to do whatever it takes to grow spiritually and make a difference for God. I want to share with you three things that will help you make 2022 your best year so far. I'm going to do a three-part series entitled, Go Get It. The first episode I'm calling, Get Happy. So what's going to make 2022 your best year yet? You need to get happy. In Psalm 37, verse 4, the Bible says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Can you remember a time when you felt super happy to be close to God? No, really, I want you to just take a second right now. Think about a time when you felt like, man, I am really close to God. I'm super happy. This is just something that makes me, I feel a sense of fulfillment, contentment, joy to be close to God. I know that there has to be at least one time in your life when you felt that way, when you felt that God was your delight and your joy. I bet the people noticed it and it overflowed. And if you're leading a ministry or a Bible talk or a small group or a house church or church, it's probably why you ended up leading that ministry. So the question is, how about now? Ministry, career, family, financial pressures, middle age, distractions can all combine to steal your joy and dim your fire. We can get business-like, worried about people, worried about our performance. We get so serious. We can get cranky. And the result is that people aren't inspired around us. They avoid us or wonder what's going on. I, I, I like I tend to be a happy person, but I'll tell you what, if I'm not close to God, I've got a very serious side that makes people avoid me. It's just, I, I get real businesslike, and I wouldn't say it scares people, but it definitely puts people off. They steer clear. And, and I know that that's the mode I'll go into if I'm not really rejoicing in my relationship with God, if that joy coming from the Spirit is not filling me up. These past couple of years, there have been a number of times like that where I walked into church and I was focused on getting something done or 
I was in a situation or meeting with a person and they saw that super serious side, the intense side. And, you know, there, there are times when we need to be intense. There's times when we need to be focused for sure. But I think sometimes it can mask a lack of joy. You can just go into performance mode, business mode, rather than the joy that should, should empower us much of the time. I love what it says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. It says, Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. And send some those to send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to the Lord our God. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now this scene, this was the renewal of the covenant, similar to what we read about in Joshua 24, when Joshua called the people to remind them of the covenant and call them to recommit to it. We also read about it in 2 Chronicles 15 when King Asa called the people back to recommit. And this time, after the building of the wall, Ezra and Nehemiah are calling them back to, to recommit to the covenant that they had already committed to earlier in their history. But the people had drifted, and there were a ton of problems. People were intermarrying and all sorts of different things with the, the local foreigners. And yet, Nehemiah and Ezra told them, something very counterintuitive. He said, don't mourn, weep, or grieve. Instead, go and enjoy yourself because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, why in the world, after so many problems, would these two spiritual leaders say, hey, no, don't, don't, don't weep. I know you got a ton of sin. Don't, don't grieve. Instead, go and celebrate. And I think one of the reasons is God wants us to delight ourselves in him. Because being joyful in God is our superpower. And I think that's what he's saying there. He's saying, listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's your superpower. Now, I'm a big Marvel fan. I love Marvel, Marvel movies. Probably my favorite is Thor Ragnarok. That is one of the funniest movies to me in the world. I, I love that director, Taika Waititi. I mean, he's... He is so clever, and there's so many lines we just laugh hard. Plus, the Led Zeppelin soundtrack, I mean, you just can't really beat it. But I love that because so often the theme in these movies is the, the superstar loses his power. The first Thor episode, I believe, Thor loses his power, his superpower. And what is the Christian superpower? I really believe it's, it's your joy in your relationship with God. That, that's your superpower, being filled with a spirit. It's what fired us up when we became Christians, right? Now, experience, technique, and performance aren't as pleasing to God as simply loving to be near Him. That's important, especially as you get older spiritually. It's easier to rely on technique and performance. And, and guys, I'm just, I'm just putting this out there. I love technique. I love how-tos. I love practicals. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go away from that. I mean, I love it. It's one of the reasons why I want to put together a podcast because 
Sometimes I feel like lessons are way, way not practical enough. And I want help. I want to know what do I do? How do I do it? But we got to be clear. Knowing the right thing to do isn't as pleasing to God as simply having the heart to be near God himself. And it's that that will set us apart during COVID, during difficult times, and during uncertainty. And that's exactly what we're going through right now. I want to give you some practical applications of how to get happy. Now, let me make a disclaimer, because I know many of us struggle with depression, discouragement, and you may it may have been exacerbated with COVID, and you may need to get therapy or, you know, um, professional help. And I'm not talking about that. And I'm not talking about the happiness that comes from, you know, I, I don't know, winning the lottery or something. I'm talking about a joy in the Lord, delighting yourself in God. And depending on your temperament, it's it's harder or easier. But there are ways that we can work at it to get deeper in our relationship with God and enjoy Him more. So let's talk about practical application. Your number one job is to delight yourself in God. That's got to be your number one focus. Now, I started this year, I read a reread a book by John Piper called Desi- uh, Desiring God. And this is a great book. It's pretty deep. He's a Calvinist and he's a deep thinker. Lo- he loves Jonathan Edwards and he loves C.S. Lewis. And so he's got a lot of cerebral, cerebral references in it. But his point is great. He says, listen, we're designed to delight ourselves in God, to find our joy in him. And we're never going to be happy until God himself is our primary source of joy. And I, I couldn't agree with him more. I just go, it's just so perfect. Because if you're leading a ministry now, or if you're leading a Bible talk, it's pretty tough right now to find your satisfaction in your performance. I mean, even the best are having a tough time. It's pretty challenging to find people that are just absolutely cranking. I mean, there are some, and praise God that there are, but it's really tough. So your number one job needs to be to delight yourself in God. Here's another practical. Don't leave your home until you're rejoicing in God. Make sure that when you wake up in the morning, that's your number one mindset is like, I'm going to leave the house fired up or at least much more positive than when I woke up. I mean, there's mornings I wake up, I go, oh, Lord, this is a tough morning. (laughs) Help me. But that's why I need my quiet time. That's why I need that time with God. And I do all sorts of different things to get my attitude focused on God. Third practical, make a decision. You will be at least as happy as you have been in the past. Make a decision. You'll be at least as happy as you have been in the past. I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 16. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. He calls the disciples there to say, hey, listen, at the very minimum, be as strong as you've ever been in the past. And so I really take that to mean, listen, if you've been happy, a certain level of happiness in the past, that needs to become your benchmark. That's your foundation. That's your low point from now on. And so you need to go back and let's say you were happy 20 years ago. You had an experience where you felt a lot of joy in your relationship with God. Well, that's your starting point. You need to challenge yourself. Listen, I am going to be at least as happy 
as that moment. That's where I'm going to start and I'm going to go up from there. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. I'm going to, I'm going to expect myself to be happy in my relationship with God. What else can you do? Procrastinate on other things so that you have enough time to rejoice in God. Do you have a lot, a lot going on in your life? I bet you do. If you're like me, you have kids, you've got family, you've got all sorts of different things going on. What, what do you do? I mean, here's the challenge for me is I want to get it all done. I want to do it all and I want to do it well. That's what that's really not a smart method. It really hurts me in a long in the long run. So what I have to do and what I have to force myself is say, listen, you're going to put off all those other things so that you can have enough time to rejoice in God because those things will wait, but your time with God has got to be priority. I need to be happy in my relationship with God. So put off those other things. Put off the expense reimbursement. Put off your email. Put off your texting. Put off other things so that you can rejoice in God. What else can you do? Trust that God will give us what we desire or need when we delight in him. Okay, that's in the very scripture itself. In Psalm 37, it says, Rejoice, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, this is really tough for me because I am really focused on, hey, I'm going to go after what I desire. I'm going to go and tackle it. I'm going to go head on. And what the scripture is saying there is saying, listen, you need to make a little detour. First of all, you need to delight yourself in God, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, that's tough for me, Who's very for a person who's very self-reliant. It's like, okay, are you really going to do that, God? But it's exactly what I need. Delight yourself in God, and then, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I have to ask myself, am I really willing to trust that God is going to do that? And I've just decided, listen, oftentimes it just doesn't work when I'm relying on myself. So I might as well delight myself in God and then wait for God to bless me. What else can you do? Develop your praise power. Develop your praise power. In Psalm 89, verse 15, I was, I was listening to this on a, on a prayer walk recently, and I just it just jumped out at me. It says, blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. And that's a great passage and a great psalm. Another version of it, the voice version of Psalm 89, 15 says this, How happy are those who have learned how to praise you, those who journey through life by the light of your face. How happy are those who have learned how to praise you, those who have who journey through life by the light of your face. And we're talking about getting happy. And how do you get happy? I think it's it's from learning how to praise God. Now, I I've always focused on scriptures that tell me, you know, exactly what to do, what not to do, how not to do it, how, what to stay away from, what to pursue. And passages like the Psalms and things like that that are more flowery, I, I tend to just kind of disregard because they sound so impractical. And yet what I see here is says, how happy are those who've learned how to praise you? And what I've realized recently is I've got to really develop my praise skill. I've got to learn how to appreciate God more and no better place than the Psalms. And Steve Sandin at the CLIMB conference did a great lesson, opening lesson on the first day, that 
it just blew my mind because he, he talked about getting into the Psalms and, and the wisdom literature. And I, I took that to heart and I started, um, you know, coming back, I just decided, okay, I'm really going to go after my weak points because that's a weak point for me. And so I've just been listening to the Psalms. I've been listening to the first sections of Paul's letters, not the ones like Galatians 5, where he tells you, you know, who's going to hell and the things that will send you to hell, but instead focusing more on the blessings of being sons and daughters of God and all the spiritual blessings that God pours into my life that I would kind of breeze over in the past. But I've got to learn how to praise God. And so I'm just forcing myself as I go on walks, I'll just listen. I'll, I've been pulled out my guitar again. I've been just trying to play music and trying to develop that soft side to praise God more. And so you, this is something that you have to develop. You have to develop your, your praise power. It says, blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you. It doesn't come naturally. And one thing I love about David is that guy knew how to praise God. And one thing I've, I've seen in his in just reading about David is, and Solomon, you know, Solomon was was just so smart, super smart guy, but he ended up in a terrible place spiritually at the end of his life. His dad, he had so much sin. I just go, David, lusty, adulterous. I mean, he was, he's had so much blood on his hands, but that guy really loved to praise God. He found his joy in God and always went back to God. And that's why he's just lifted up so much. And I think that God was willing to overlook so much of the guy's sin because he really loved being in the presence of God. And I want to just, I want to give you a friendly challenge this year. If you want to go get it in 2022, get happy. Delight yourself in the Lord. Work hard at rejoicing in your relationship with God. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.